This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. Hey guys, quick thing. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only question left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to the Guna Tour. Back again with you guys for another episode of what is the Raw Reaction Show. Joining you from Newcastle, hence why both the audio and the visuals is slightly less crisp and clear than it usually is. But I'm hoping that you can stick with me for the next 20 minutes or so to have a discussion about what might be one of my favourites, if not my favourite game of the season so far. Arsenal winning 2-0 against Newcastle against the odds. And I say that because not many people had Arsenal down as favourites for this game. And certainly few were putting Arsenal down as winning with a clean sheet amongst everything else. But that's exactly what happened in a really tenacious back and forth, end-to-end, frantic, frenetic, fracturous game in which I was there to enjoy every single second of it whilst covering the blog and then going down to pitch side afterwards. We did a short, I did a short yesterday, which I released on the channel. If you haven't yet watched our short uh, pitch sides by the dugouts, make sure that you go back and watch that. kind of gives you a feel of the post-match feeling and the immediacy of the win. But good evening, good morning, good afternoon, wherever you happen to be in the world. Thank you for tuning in. Hope you are good. Hope you are well. Uh, Morning to Akmal, to Red Star, to Stephen, to Wilson. Uh, Granddaddy Guna, Ponaru, Damien, good morning to Matt G, Jose, Rich, good morning to Olu, Sweating Merlot, Harry, Marcus, uh, thank you so much. And uh, Harry says, morning, oh, it's my 30th birthday today and I've just opened my TGT hat, top present for sure. Have a great day, Gunas. Well, happy birthday, Harry. I hope you have a fantastic day. I hope the people in the chat box are wishing you so as well. And what a perfect present to get. <laughs> I love that. That's brilliant. Perfect. Absolutely perfect. Um, we've got a few slides to go through, and then I'm going to open it up in part two to some of your questions. I'm going to try and rattle through this as quick as I can because I've got a short show because my train is in 54 minutes. and I've still got to walk to the station, pack up and stuff. So it's going to be a slightly shorter show today, but I hope you can appreciate the reasons as to why. Okay, uh, Arsenal quite in the Newcastle crowd with a 2-0 win over Newcastle. It was, yeah, I, I have to tell you that I've been to a fair number of grounds now. I'm still waiting for my first to break the Anfield cherry, but I tell you what, St. James's Park is an amazing, 
amazing arena. Uh, the atmosphere, the noise, your ears ring. Like they really do that. They're so loud inside the ground and it kind of carries around the stadium perfectly. And to play in that atmosphere and to deal with that atmosphere must be very, very difficult. And the Arsenal boys did it really, really well. Yes, there was an early storm from Newcastle, which I thought we rode quite well. Um, and obviously there was a, the VAR incident, which we'll talk about. And Murphy hit the post as one of the first few moments. But once we got on the board, started to get going and, and the goal, which we'll talk about as well, things certainly started to fall more so into Arsenal's hands. And I think they learned as well to play quite maturely and to create a stop-start atmosphere. You think about how Newcastle came to the Emirates and stunk the place out. I wouldn't say that we did that in the same way here. We looked threatening. We had loads of chances. We could have won by more than just the two goals in the end, but very pleased indeed. It was the perfect performance, arguably, the way I've just mentioned there about, you know, the breaking up of the game, stopping Newcastle from flowing, whenever they got kind of a bit of a uh, momentum. We stopped it with a tackle, a challenge, a counter-attack, a transition. There was so much um, to enjoy about how in which we dealt with uh, the Newcastle performance. And it was a team show. Like, I, we looked across and I was trying, I did the winners and losers piece that is out right now on football.london. And it was really difficult I don't think you can come up with any real losers from the Arsenal starting eleven. It was a team performance that was great, and and that can only be appreciated. Uh, Kivior, the VAR call to discuss first. It's not a penalty. It hits his thigh, hits his arm. That's not a penalty. If it comes off another body part which is legal onto your arm, it's never going to be given. And in fairness to Kivior, he was trying to move his arm behind his back as well at the same time. So it would have been really harsh to see that given. So thankfully, VAR finally giving Arsenal a bit of fortune, but it's it's the wrong decision in the first place. And thankfully, VAR existed in that moment. And that's that's where VAR can work. That's that's what we want to see. You know, that's what we want to see from VAR is those decisions being made and not having to be able to take away uh, the right decisions as well. Um, Kivior overall, though, really happy again with his performance. Uh, when I was down in the, um, the, the pitch side part, Edu came out and... Myself and Simon Collins had a little off-the-records chat with Edu. Uh, he's a really friendly guy, um, very uh, charismatic guy uh, to speak with. And the first thing he, he, he brought up was, was Kivior. Um, and we were discussing kind of how, how impressive he was and what we might be able to see from him in the future. And our jokes that his haircut made him, you know, I think the haircut is the, is the difference. It makes him that much more... Um, intimidating I think I love it I, I think he just looks so much more rough and ready and raring for the Premier League and so yeah that was uh that was a really nice moment to be able to speak to Edu after the game and and uh and have a chat about Kivior as well but really impressed with Kivior's performance yes I think that the the hindsight from people is going to be that why didn't we bring him in sooner why didn't he play over holding and i think we can go back and forth about the benefits of hindsight and wishing that he could have played sooner but we all know what that performance against sporting in portugal was it wasn't good and i understand the reluctance maybe to throw kivior in um so yeah i, I i'm struggling with that whole hindsight thing because we know that the, the debut performance we got from him wasn't the best so for me, I'm happy that he was brought in eventually and I'm happy that he's doing what he's doing now because he was great. Martin Odegaard. Woof. <laughs> Just woof. I mean, Martin Odegaard, is there much to debate about this man anymore? More goals from open play than Frank Lampard's best season in terms of goals from open play. More goals from open play than Yaya Toure's best 
goal scoring from open play season. Martin Odegaard is world class. World class. Someone try it. Get in the comment sections and tell me your reasons why Martin Odegaard isn't world class. Because this man is my captain, my favourite player, and a dream to be included in this Arsenal team. What a goal. What a brilliant performance. So many times we've asked him to try and turn up in these big away games. Well, in terms of atmospheres, in terms of playing, you know, the team that are third place in the Premier League away from home right now, Arsenal put in an amazing performance and Odegaard was the absolute heart of it. Should have had another, should have scored with his right foot. I, I'm a little bit critical of that finish. Yes, it was a good save from Pope, but I would like him to score that. I'd like him to go the other side of the keeper. I think maybe if he hit it was outside of his, his inside of his right foot across to the far post, that may have given him a better opportunity. But the goal that he scores with his left stronger foot was absolutely brilliant. Um, so Martin Odegaard, woof in hell, what a player. Um, I mentioned already, Arsenal kind of controlled the game with these little bitty challenges, getting into the scraps, the scuffles. You never felt like they were going out of control. Xhaka was kind of bordering on bubbling over at some points. But overall, I was very happy with uh, the performance from, from Xhaka and, uh, and, and everyone else. Jesus was getting into a few scraps. And I think that that, I think that allowed uh, Newcastle in some ways to lose their composure in the fixture and, and Arsenal to take control of the game overall, which was obviously very, very good for us. So the way in which we controlled the game, the way in which we created kind of these moments of, of fractures, if you like, in, in the momentum that Newcastle tried to build. As soon as their crowd got up, we stopped the game. Um, and I love the irony of Eddie Howe moaning about that in his post-match press conference because they did exactly the same thing. It's You're the away team. You've got to use everything at your disposal to try and control the game. And we did that. So that was really pleasing. We could have had more, though. And this is the criticism that I do have. And it's, it's hard to talk about any criticisms. But there were times, especially at halftime, I was thinking we could be 4-0 up at this point because Saka should have scored. Martinelli could have had another. Could have had two before halftime. And Erdogan, as I've already mentioned, could have had another as well. We could have scored more. And I think that's the level that we're going to have to talk about for next season is that we're going to have to kill teams, that we've got to absolutely try and just kill off games get rid of them in the first half, take those chances and uh, then we're going to be flying, you know, and in the Champions League as well next season. Um, that for me was my only kind of drawback really was just that we didn't, we weren't clinical enough in some of the moments. So Saka, Martinelli, Odegaard um, could have been better in terms of taking some of the chances, but it's <laughs> at the end of the day, in the context of the game, it doesn't matter that much um, because we won. But obviously there's games further down the line in which those chances may not be as forthcoming. And uh, ultimately, we would have needed to be better. Nick Pope, though, you've got to say fair play because he was brilliant in goal for Newcastle. Probably their best player on the day, maybe other than oh, they had a lot. Of, to be fair, Newcastle still played well. Like they weren't standoffish. They weren't the team that came to the Emirates. They were really good. And but Willock was good. I thought Isaac. Isaac in the flesh. I tell you what, the guy is massive. He walked past us in the dugouts. Huge, I mean, I'm six foot three. But the guy is huge. And he had Ben White on toast. Like, he absolutely ruined Ben White. And I thought Ben was probably our, Benjamin rather, was probably our weakest of the back four on the day. Um, I thought Zinchenko, I think people would try and highlight some of the mistakes and him getting in behind and getting floored at one point. Tierney, the substitution that Arteta made for Tierney was really good. Um, but I thought Ben White was a little bit off at times and Isaac had his number, uh, I think, on a few occasions. But 
Kivior uh, did really well to cover him. But yeah, again, I'm kind of nitpicking at this point um, overall from a really, really good performance. Aaron Ramsdale. Is Aaron Ramsdale untouchable? I think that's the question. For those of you that watched me on the hybrid squads uh, the other day talking about players which we thought were untouchable, and I said, I'm not sure that Ramsdale is untouchable. Only in the sense that if we're going to be a side competing for the Champions League, Premier League season on season, and there's a better goalkeeper out there, would Arsenal be minded not to go and get them? But you've got to find who that better goalkeeper is. And there are a few better than Aaron Ramsdale at the moment. I know they got misinterpreted and misquoted by a few people, which is going to happen. I get that. But I think you guys know from me, from watching this channel, how much I have bigged up Aaron Ramsdale and talked about Aaron Ramsdale being such a pivotal player in this squad being a player that we can rely on. Yes, there's moments that he needs to eradicate from his game. The passes, the riskiness can be removed and we will probably regret that Southampton game. But you can't say that there's games this season where he's not kept us in it. This game, Anfield, you know, there are points that we've picked up that we can point to Aaron Ramsdale and say, Aaron Ramsdale was the reason. Uh, he was the reason why we got the points that we did in the end because he stopped the opposition from getting. And the save from Fabian Scher could be the could be the save of the season. If Arsenal was going to win the title now, that save could be the save of the season. You know, his save against Salah at Liverpool was brilliant. His save against Canate was brilliant. Um, and we've had some other brilliant saves as well. The one against uh, Uatara, against Brighton, uh, Bournemouth, sorry, was also amazing. So, Ramsdale, brilliant, mate. Absolutely brilliant. Uh, Jorginho, uh, proving the mobility argument is a load of rubbish. <laughs> I nearly saw that. Um, <laughs> we focus as fans and as football fans so much on mobility, on pace, on speed, on agility. And it's a case of like, if a player isn't got 90 pace on FIFA, what's the point in signing them? You know, I think Jorginho has something like 54. <laughs> But we didn't need the pace. We didn't need the what people define as speed and quick turn of pace. You know, Jorginho's calmness, Jorginho's composure, the passing, the progression. What Jorginho is, is just a really, really, really smart piece of business. Barcelona. He was in my lineup head of the game. I know he wasn't in everybody's. A lot of people wanted to see Partey brought back in. I didn't. I wanted to see Jorginho start this game. I thought we needed the calmness. Partey's not been on it. And for me, Jorginho now starts ahead of Partey in the upcoming fixtures. You don't drop him. He's just, yeah, I think Paul says here, the great word here, metronome. He's a metronomic, if that's even a word, player. Um, the, the synergy that he has with the players around him, the understanding to come straight into the team, the experience that he has. You just keep playing him. You just keep playing him. Jorginho was really, really good. And uh, I spoke to him after the game and you'll be able to see that interview, brief interview that it was uh, around 10 o'clock this morning. Is that the greatest tackle that anyone has ever seen from Granite? Not just from Granite Xhaka. I'm, I'm suggesting that this might be one of the greatest tackles I've ever seen, period. Joe Willock about to take a strike on goal looks in a moment to be the perfect opportunity to score and who's there running in with speed <laughs> you know something we don't really talk about with granite jacker is that the best tackle that i've ever seen in the flesh i think it's the best tackle i've ever seen is the best best tackle i've ever seen period anywhere maybe is the answer maybe 
I mean, what a block. Again, game-saving block. There was moments in this game where the post saved us, Ramsdale saved us, Jorginho saved us, and Xhaka certainly saved us. What a tackle. I love this photo, by the way. If you're not, if you're listening on Spotify, I recommend jumping over at the same time to just come over and have a look at this photo of Brennan Xhaka. The kind of the, well, you know, you gave it to us all game, but you're not coming away with anything in this one. I'm sorry. Oh, what a block. The, the rest of the performance was great. The rest of his game was great. I know he's, he kind of bubbled over a bit, but what a game. What a performance. Absolutely brilliant. And uh, yeah, fair play, Granite Jacket. Amazing. Gabriel Martinelli in the end, though, was the man that silenced the crowd with his amazing run. Again, brilliant work from inside our own half. Jesus setting him through and then running down the flank. And often at times we're like saying, often at times we are in a position where we're going, get your head up, look up, get the ball across earlier. But he was, and he kind of knew that there wasn't really that many people, if any, with him. And he did one of the only things he really could have done, which is to try and smash a ball across the box and get a lucky deflection. And that's exactly what happened. Martinelli, fantastic. Again, you know, I, I'd like him to be more clinical. I'd like him to score the chances that he got in the first half. But as an outlet, he just kept going. The energy was there. You know, a lot of us, me, myself included, want to see Trossard start this game. And I'm glad that he didn't in the end because Martinelli's energy, his pace, his running, his, his speed in transition was really good. So, yeah, Martinelli, what a player. Absolutely fantastic. Final point, uh, Mikel Arteta buzzing to keep pace with City. I thought the selection was spot on. I thought the subs were spot on. The Tierney sub in particular was great. You got, you know, we've been critical of Arteta's substitutions. I want to see the same people that have been leaving comments criticising Arteta's subs, just like I have, leaving comments in the comments section, praising Arteta for his substitutions and his selection this time. You can't have both. You know, if you want to criticise, you've got to praise at the same time. And Mikel Arteta got everything in this game absolutely spot on. Managed it great, prepared for it perfectly, selected it perfectly. Arteta, substitutions perfect. 10 out of 10 performance from him. Very happy indeed. Perfect, perfect way to demonstrate what you're capable of. And also to show Newcastle that you're, at the moment, a pretender. You know, you're you're getting better. You're improving of an amazing season. Eddie Howe's done an amazing job. But... To get to this level, to get the level that Arsenal are looking to achieve this season, it needs more. You need some more pedigree. You need mm, pedigree, maybe the wrong word. You need more consistency. You need more composure. You need the experience. And this season will bring that experience to Newcastle, I'm sure. But Arsenal came in and, you know, showed what level they're at in comparison to Newcastle. I've had a lot of vocal Newcastle fans in my comment section this season, more so than any other club, more so than City fans, Liverpool fans, United fans, Chelsea fans, obviously. Newcastle fans have been very vocal in my comment sections and, you know, fair play to them because they're having a great season. But you've got to be humble at times and you were humbled yesterday. Humbled indeed. Right. We're going to have a very brief five to ten minutes Q&A section before I have to shoot off and get my train. Don't worry. I'm not going to miss it just yet. Let's go. Let's do it right after this break. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star vans. 
fan experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. And the same goes at McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with Mook Delivery. Are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Right then, um, I'm hoping that the audio has been fine, by the way. I know it's not going to be as good and crisp uh, as it usually is, but uh, I'm hoping that you can see and hear me absolutely fine. Uh, I'll be able to take, I reckon, five-ish questions because I realised I've gone on for 20 minutes and I actually meant to finish the show in 20 minutes, but I'm still going to try and take your questions and then run. Uh, Peter says, Tom, do you think Newcastle should have been given that penalty? Also, thoughts on Alan Shearer's reaction to the penalty being overturned by VAR. I've not actually seen Alan Shearer's reaction. I'm assuming from your question, he was pretty angry and didn't agree with it. I think it's ridiculous. The rules of the game are if it hits a legal part of your body before it hits the hand, it's not a penalty. By the letter of the law, it's not a penalty. So you can't be annoyed at the fact that it wasn't given in this game. You might want to be annoyed at the fact that that's the rule, but you can't be annoyed at the fact that it wasn't given. It wasn't a penalty. It wasn't handball. Kivio, I don't know where else Kivio was meant to put his hand. You know, in that moment, sure, does he lean into it? He leans into it naturally, as you do. But then he pulls his arm away in that moment. It's a swift, simultaneous motion. It's not a lean-in, pull your arm away. It's a lean-in as the arm's being pulled away. So, uh, no, it's not a penalty. And if he disagrees with that, it's, I think, bias coming through, to be honest, more than anything. Alpha says, how many steps did you climb to the OA end? Can you please go count them? I didn't climb. I climbed about 10 steps because I was in the press box. And the press box is an amazing... Like you're above the dugouts, you're about six, seven feet from the dugouts. The mix zone afterwards is in the dugouts, which is I've never been in a mix zone, which is on the pitch basically. Um, so I didn't climb many steps at all, Alpha, because I was about seven foot from the pitch in the press box, and it was a, a very nice one at that. And they had some very, very nice um patisserie cakes at half time, carrot cake, little mint chocolate cake. Oh, great. Newcastle looked after us and Gave us the three points as well, which I was very, very thankful for. Um, Matt G says, Tom, did the referee leave his yellow cards at home? I kind of like the way the game was officiated. Yes, we can moan about some of the rough and ready tackles that Newcastle players were doing, but I think he was trying to let the game flow. Odegaard should have been booked. Jesus should have been booked. There were times where they took out players on the counter and they didn't get booked for it. I don't mind that. If it's within control, the game remained in control because he wasn't booking people left, right and centre because of the how frenetic and how angry it was at points. I think if there had been loads of yellow cards, it probably would have gone against him in the long run. Um, let's go to... <laughs> I feel like people are trying to make me miss my train at this point with the questions they're throwing in. What's the meaning of life? Arsenal, mate. And the missus, if she's listening. Um, <laughs> let's go to... Paul says, does Zinchenko need to be dropped for Tierney like Partey for Jorginho? Tierney, by the way, fantastic when he came on. And um, I would have played Tierney in this game. I put him in my starting lineup. I was still happy with Zinchenko's contribution to the game. Uh, and the three games that we've got left, you know, Brian at home, um, Nottingham Forest away, Wolves at home. I think they're games that suit Zinchenko still as well. 
So Tinney could play against Brighton, maybe, but I'm happy with those performances. I'm happy with Zinchenko. Uh, there's an argument that Tinney uh, could come in, who I was very happy with, and I think showed the reasons why I'm more keen to keep Tinney than let him leave in the summer. I think we're Champions League football next season. We've got a great chance to show rotation. And I think Tini's going to be a big part of that. So there you go. Um, Kieran says, Tom, was that the best mid our midfield has looked against the big team this season? Newcastle are very good in, uh, are very good in midfield and our boys dealt with it very well. I think uh, the North London derby away game, uh, Partey, Xhaka, Odegaard was a fantastic performance. Um, I think there are a number of games where our midfield have been brilliant with Partey in it. But to be honest, you know, yesterday's performance from Odegaard, Jorginho and Xhaka was, was brilliant. Really, really good. So very happy with that indeed. Um, let's go to uh, Christian says, my favourite Arsenal show. Tom, thanks, mate. Uh, keep up the good work. What do you think about Saliba's contract situation? And should we stick with Jorginho? I can't cover Jorginho on Saliba's contract situation. Don't, don't concern yourself with that. Right? Don't worry about it. I think it's going to be fine. I'm hopeful. of. I'm confident that he will sign a new deal. I'm hopeful of that. The signs are all good for Saliba. So don't don't worry yourself about Saliba at this moment in time. It's not something you need to, to worry about at the moment. Um, hashtag make Tom rant. Why is Odegaard terrible? Peeny wee. Goodness me. I know you you can't even write. I reckon you weren't even writing that with a straight face because you know it's not true. Um, Steve says, how did Eddie pick up a yellow? Should he have been wiser and used his elbows instead? <laughs> it was a yellow card. We know that. Yes, he's provoked, but he shouldn't. You shouldn't push back. You know, it's just the way that it goes. You know, eye for an eye and all that. So, yeah, it was the right decision. But both of them, uh, that was great, by the way. I ate up more time. Reminded me of the end of the, the Chelsea game between Kovacic, I think it was, and, and Xhaka. So, yeah, it kind of ate up time in a point of the game where we really needed to just kind of do that. Uh, people are telling me to go get my train. So, I am going to go and do that now. Thank you. <laughs> train. Remember your train. Yes, guys. Look, I'm going. All right. I get the message. I get the message. I'm going. Uh, thank you so much, guys, for tuning in. Really appreciate it, as always. Do drop a like on the video. Subscribe to the channel if you're new. I'll be back uh, probably later on this evening. I think we're doing an Arsenal lounge. We've not done one for a couple of weeks. I'm hoping that we can do one tonight. I'll get that confirmed. You'll be able to follow me on Twitter to find out. So eight o'clock if that is indeed happening. If we're not, I'll be doing one tomorrow morning, of course, at 8 a.m. UK time over here. So thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Do drop a like on the video. Subscribe to the channel for new. I'm going to go run to the train. Thank you for listening. See you soon. And as always, up the Arsenal. It's the 90 plus minute. All your mates around and you've got a McNuggets share box ready to go and you know a late winner's coming. Your mates already got booked for a double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfection. Order now on the McDonald's app for your McDelivery. You in? At participating restaurants 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is, that's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. 
Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.